Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2339 with the release date of Friday, August 26, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Experts call a national emergency alert system vulnerable to hackers. Students in Romania return from a four-day SOTA outing. And Amateur Radio Newsline goes to Huntsville, Alabama to present its Young Ham of the Year Award. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2339 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Charleston, West Virginia, here's Jim Dameron, NATMW. Our top story this week is about a word of warning experts have issued to the U.S. Emergency Broadcast Network, calling it vulnerable to hackers. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, brings us those details. The United States National Broadcast Network, which transmits child abduction alerts and severe weather warnings, is becoming increasingly vulnerable to fake alerts from hackers unless state and local governments fix security weaknesses in devices that connect to that system. That was the warning delivered recently by the nation's Department of Homeland Security, which repeated its cautionary message about the U.S. emergency alert system at a recent session of DEFCON, a major hacking conference held in Las Vegas, Nevada. Homeland Security officials said that ongoing vulnerabilities in the encoder-decoder devices enable hackers to transmit the bogus warnings over radio and TV stations. Cybersecurity researcher Ken Pyle, who is credited with discovering the vulnerability, told reporters recently that without a necessary software update for these devices, hackers can preempt broadcast signals, exploit web servers, and disrupt the legitimate system. He said the problem has existed for several years and has gone uncorrected. Reporting on this issue, Cable News Network asked the Federal Communications Commission for a tally of how many devices are running the vulnerable software. The FCC had no immediate response. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. The Huntsville, Alabama Ham Fest is history now, and Newsline was happy to be there to meet with this year's Young Ham of the Year Award winner. Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, tells us all about it. Good afternoon, everyone. It is a little after 2 o'clock on Saturday at Huntsville. That means it is time for the Young Ham of the Year Award. My name is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. I'll be presenting the Young Ham of the Year this afternoon to Audrey McElroy, KM4BUN. We're so proud of her. And first off, I want to say that after two years of being away, it is so good to be back at Huntsville, Alabama at the Ham Fest. That was how the first in-person Young Ham of the Year presentation in two years began, Saturday, August 20th, on the main stage at the Huntsville Ham Fest. I read off a short list of the many accomplishments that earned Audrey this honor, and then the floor was hers. Hello, everybody. I am so happy to be here. Ham Fest is, uh, Huntsville Ham Fest is definitely my favorite place to be. I'm sure a lot of you can agree. Uh, I'm very honored to receive this award. Uh, my brother and I have worked in amateur radio for many years now, but it can't be, you know, I can't not thank the other people who have helped me throughout this. Of course, my parents, Tom McElroy and Janet McElroy along with others like Carol Perry, WB2MGP, Bill Brown, who's right there. 
WBAE OK, and tons of other people who have been mentors to me and helpers to me, because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do the things I'm able to do. And so I hope uh, in the future I can continue pushing for bringing more youth into amateur radio, as well as bringing more women into STEM and the wonderful world of amateur radio. So thank you all again. Representatives from CQ Communications, Yezu USA, Heil Sound, Radio Waves Antennas, and Gigaparts had remarks and gifts for Audrey. Of course, we mentioned the last two honorees, Christopher Bro, KD8YVJ from 2020, and Faith Hannah Lee, KD3Z from 2021, who were presented their awards virtually online. Sadly, neither could attend live this year due to prior school commitments. All of us at Newsline, including our awards committee and judges, want to congratulate Audrey. She is a shining example of why Bill Pasternak was so committed to honoring the amazing young people in this hobby and service. She carries the torch high. If you would like to hear the entire unedited presentation audio, you can find it on our extra page at arnewsline.org. Speaking for our Young Ham of the Year Committee Chairman Mark Abramovich, NT3V, and our panel of judges, we can't wait for next year. See you there. I'm Don Wellbanks, AE5DW. Students in an amateur radio club in Romania have returned home with full hearts and full logbooks after four days of activating the countryside's beautiful mountains. More on their trip from Ed Durant, DD5LP. Accompanied by their teacher, Adrian, YO5IA, and other mentors, a group of young amateurs from the school radio club YO6KGS in Romania set out from Recho village in late July for their latest adventure, a four-day SOTA expedition in the Umalo Mountains. After watching demonstrations by Saba, YO6PIB, and Eva, YO6EVA, who activated their first summit, Umalo Peak, the students joined them on 20 metres and 17 metres. Ranging in age from 12 to 20, many of the students had gone on previous activations with the school club and their advisers. Mihela, Y05MCM, could not be there in person this time, but made sure to chase the group from her QTH in Clutch, about 200 kilometres away. There was also a family reunion, ham radio style, as Nico, Y06YLJ, made a summit-to-summit contact with his father, Mihai Y06SM, who was operating from Norway using the call sign LB9HI. Mihai was able to give the other students their chance for a summit to summit contact too. Everyone spent comfortable nights in a mountain cottage, and by the final night, they had earned some bragging rights. The whole team had activated Yumalo Summit YOEC007 and logged summit to summit QSOs from Munsell YOEC527 to Yumalo on VHF and UHF. Daria, YO6CDC, wrote in her online diary that until the next time, quote, we have the radio waves, the contests, the radio club where we meet, while the memories last forever, end quote. This is Ed Durant, DD5LP. A documentary film celebrating the spirit of invention has just won top honors at a Los Angeles film festival. Not surprisingly, the film's creative team included a ham. We hear more from Mike Askins, KE5CXP. Pathways to Invention, a newly released documentary film directed and co-produced by a Santa Barbara, California amateur radio operator, has been chosen as best documentary feature at the Los Angeles Independent Film Festival Awards. Levi C. Maya, K6LCM, is both a teacher and a tinkerer who believes that technology can be a driving force to power education. A proponent of the maker movement, 
Levi and his production partner, Noah G. Mark, follow 10 emerging innovators on their journeys to become inventors. The film was made with the support of the Lemelson Foundation. At the festival, the film also received awards for Best Producer, Best Original Music Score, and Best Director of a Documentary Feature. The film is to premiere this year. Levi has been active on the Education Committee of Amateur Radio on the International Space Station. He is also a life member of AMSAT and a board member of the Santa Barbara Amateur Radio Club. I'm Mike Askins, KE5CXP. India has just marked its 75 years of independence, and hams have been busy celebrating on the air. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, tells us some of the ways they're marking the occasion. Amateurs throughout India and beyond have been marking that nation's 75 years of independence with special event stations and commemorative nets. Special event station AT75CW will be on the air using CW from September 1st through October 2nd from northern India. Rajesh VU2CW is the same operator who activated AT75 radio earlier this month on SSB. Meanwhile, the Indian YL net on the India conference server on Echolink marked the nation's independence with a series of guest net control operators during the week of Monday, August 15th. Guest net controllers on this daily net included Dr. S. Sathyapal, VU2FI, director of the Indian Institute of Hams, using the call sign AU75IIH, and Aprakash Kiyani, VU2KOC, who runs a popular net in India. He used the call sign AU75KOC. India officially marked its independence on Monday, August 15th. This is Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. Time for you to identify your station. We're the Amateur Radio Newsline. Heard on bulletin stations around the world, like the George County Aries Repeater, Loosedale, Mississippi, Wednesdays at 7.37 p.m. local time. If you want to have a QSO party, all you need is a reason. Much like the world's largest teapot event that recently concluded, this airy special event station is just dripping in southern charm. In coastal Mississippi, exactly 40 miles north of the Gulf of Mexico and 10 miles west of the Alabama state line lies the friendly little town of Loosedale, Mississippi. Founded in 1901, population 24,762. And right in the heart of downtown Loosedale, on the corner of Mill and Main, you'll find a 4x4 wooden notched post known as the Scratchin' Post. From 1937 until 1993, there was a very popular 24-hour restaurant at that site known as the Coffee Pot, renowned for its five-inch-tall meringue pies. Well, the restaurant is long gone, a victim of progress and rerouted highways, but the scratching post still stands tall. And on Saturday, September 3rd, George County Aries will put it on the amateur radio map with the scratching post QSO party. You may be asking, why is it called the scratching post? It was a tradition when entering and exiting the restaurant to scratch your back against the post. Several famous spines found comfort in rubbing up against that hunk of wood. Baseball legend Dizzy Dean. Country music legends Tennessee Ernie Ford and Ernest Tubb. Actors Kirk Douglas, Gene Autry, and Roy Rogers. Even Ronald Reagan in his Hollywood days, as well as Tom Lester. Ebb on Green Acres. 
you can scratch that radio itch by listening for K5K on 20 and 40 meters phone as well as FT4 and FT8. Operating hours are 1300 to 2300 UTC on Saturday, September 3rd. They'll be operating field day style from the downtown city park. And if you're in that neck of the woods, stop by and enjoy some fine southern hospitality. Everything you need to know, as well as a picture of the scratch and post, can be found on the K5K QRZ page. Sounds like the perfect excuse for a QSO party. I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. A recent trip to the mailbox brought surprises for some hams. Some pleasant surprises, others not so pleasant. Cell MBKB3TZD explains. The Volunteer Monitor Program, begun in 2020 as a cooperative effort between the FCC and the ARRL, recently released its report for July of this year. The program delivers commendations as well as notices of improper operation to hams as a way of boosting compliance with amateur radio license regulations. The latest commendations include a ham in Columbia, South Carolina, for helping amateurs complete programs for the Community Emergency Response Team and for assisting those involved in the county's Emergency Operations Center. Commendations were also given to hams in Poughkeepsie, New York, for conducting the Community Bulletin Board on a local repeater. Hams in Roslyn, Pennsylvania, were also given commendations for involving the Philmont Mobile Radio Club in field day and mesh operations. Meanwhile, notices for unlicensed operation were sent to logging companies in Washington State for their use of 2-meter amateur frequencies. Another notice for unlicensed operations was sent to an operator in Indian Hills, California, for operating 2-meter simplex APRS during a high-altitude balloon flight, one year after the operator's license had been canceled by the FCC. Notices for operating FT-8 outside license privileges were issued to a technician class operator in Martinez, California, and a general class operator in Trenton, New Jersey. Notices for operating on SSB outside their general class privileges were issued to hams in Massapequa, New York, and Trenton, New Jersey. This is Selembi, KB3TZD. Recalling the difficult day that was September 11, 2001, a group of U.S. amateurs is marking that grim anniversary with a special event starting very soon. Jack Parker, W8ISH, tells us what their plans are. Members of the Alabama Contest Group will be carrying the message 9-11 Remembered Once More during a special event being activated to honor the victims of terrorism who perished 21 years ago in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Stations will be using the call sign K4A starting at 0001 UTC on September 8th and running through to September 12th, operating on all bands and using CW, sideband, FT8, and RTTY. Organizers are expecting many hams to be calling in with stories of remembrances from September 11th, 2001. Planners have been busy on the Discord chat app, making a schedule that will be accessible to amateurs worldwide. An extra effort will be made on CW and FT8 to help Pacific DX operators, especially in VK and ZL, to make contacts. Certificates will be available in addition to QSL cards. QSLs are needed for four bands in any combination of modes to qualify for a certificate. Outside of North America, only three bands are needed. 
According to the QRZ page for K4A, this event recognizes peace-loving people all over the world. Visit the page for K4A or WA1FCN for more details. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jack Parker, W8ISH. In the world of DX, members of the Zagreb Amateur Radio Association will activate the special call sign 9-Alpha-24-ZRF during the 24th Zagreb Radio Fest on September 2nd and 3rd, QSL via the Bureau or LOTW. In Malaysia, the Taiping Amateur Radio Club and the Malaysian Amateur Radio Transmitter Society We'll be using the call sign 9M65MA from August 30th through September 1st. This is to mark the 65th anniversary of Malaysia's independence. Listen on various HF bands for operators using CW, SSB, FM, and the digital modes. QSL via 9M2OHM Direct. Trinidad and Tobago will be marking the 60th anniversary of their independence with an amateur radio special event operated by members of the Trinidad and Tobago Amateur Radio Society. They will be using the call sign 9Y60TT between the 26th of August and the 2nd of September. Listen on HF as well as the VHF bands, where operators will be using CW, SSB, Slow Scan TV, Digital Modes, and Moon Bounce. They will also be making use of satellite contacts and APRS via the International Space Station. Be listening as well on DMR, C4FM, D-Star, and Echolink. QSL using LOTW, Clublog, or QRZ.com. We end this week's report with a story about Field Day. No, not that Field Day. For this story, we're going straight to the field. The cornfield, that is. Ralph Squalachi, KK6ITB, brings us some uh, kernels of wisdom. If you're stocking the newest and most unusual kind of antenna, look no further than the two eight-foot-tall green stalks that Kevin, K-O-K-L-B, harvested recently in an Iowa cornfield to create the homebrew vertical he called the corntenna. Relying on the combination of the two stalks plus their inherent conductive moisture, Kevin had a hunch that by joining them and adding a copper wire, mounting them on a wooden batten and adding radials, he might get an SWR acceptable enough for some QSOs on 20 meters. With a little adjusting, the corntenna tuned right up in the field and, well things were soon popping. Operating at 5 watts QRP, he logged two contacts in Texas and had a few other contacts that almost made it into log. Not quite smooth as silk, but for a corn tenna? Downright amazing. You can see Kevin and the corn tenna in action on YouTube at the link in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. He's got a real antenna farm, and yes... He's having a field day. Meanwhile, one lingering question remains. Whether this innovative vertical can hold its own in a real amateur radio DX corn test. We're all ears. This is Ralph Squillaci, KK6ITB. With thanks to Alabama Contest Group, the ARRL, Arts Technica, CQ Magazine, CNN, David BR, K7DB, DXWorld.net, Indian YL Echo LinkNet, Levi C. Maya, K6LCM, Ohio Pen DX, QRZ.com.
Southgate Amateur Radio News, shortwaveradio.de, YouTube, and you are listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, visit our website at arnewsline.org and know we appreciate you all. We also remind listeners, if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide. I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW, Charleston, West Virginia, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022, all rights reserved.